Beste ervaring. You are listening to That Digital Show, a business podcast presented by Google Cloud to help organizations innovate and grow value in a digital world. Episode 52, Delivering Production-Ready Industry Solutions with Google Cloud. In this episode, we are joined by Yumesh Vermuri, VP of Global Strategic Customers and Industries at Google, to discuss how customers can implement cloud solutions to quickly generate business value. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Hood, a digital strategist at Google Cloud. Thank you for listening. Yumesh, welcome. Glad that you're here. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your role at Google? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. Umesh Famiri, I've been with Google Cloud for just over 10 years. I lead our global strategic customers and industries team. So I focused on long-term strategic partnerships with customers, as well as a number of industries that we'll be talking about today. Awesome. And one of the things that we love to do at the start of every show is ask our guest, what is the last thing you downloaded? So is there anything that you've recently downloaded that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, there is. I'm a regular, I guess, downloader of something called the Daily Stoic podcast. And so I had the fortune to have a sabbatical in the last couple of years. And it's something that I was able to get into quite a bit, really about the mind, the body, the spirit, and kind of taking care of yourself and managing stress and all of that really pulls quite a bit from meditations, Marcus Aurelius, and some of kind of core stoicism. So uh, that's the last thing. Then I'm going to have to ask, you know, when we look at all of the industries across our network, what is the most stressful industry? Oh, I guess it depends on how you want to define stressful. We have some things like media and entertainment and gaming that just move so fast and they change so much based on what's going in the world. Just when you feel like you have something figured out, it changes on you, right? There's no question. And then you have other industries that I would say are kind of at the other end of the spectrum who are really just steeped in so much history and so much process and so much regulation. You might imagine financial services, healthcare, and others that you're constantly finding those pockets of where can we really help people move very fast. So depending on how you want to define frustrating, I could probably uh, come up with a few different, but maybe that's just a little flavor of it. I love that. So let's get into this about industries and our solutions at Google Cloud and what that really means. We've actually seen a change at Google within our industry solutions. Can you walk us a little bit through that evolution? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we talk about industries as a whole and industry solutions specifically, the change that you're referencing is really a reflection of the change that we're seeing with our customers, right? And we've followed and moved forward with that change. And so I break that really into three phases that we've seen our customers go through and our evolution has followed. The first phase, having been here for a while, was kind of really the pre-2020 timeframe, everything before that, where customers generally worked with us through the language of, How do I migrate databases? How do I host applications? How do I modernize data lakes? Things like that. And really the focus was on predominantly on how do I drive IT efficiency? And then it was a little bit less so on the growth side of our customer's business. So you might imagine that a natural solutions portfolio would follow things that allow customers to easily migrate and easily host and do a number of technical things. What happened kind of in 2020 to 2022 really As we saw customers shift from saying our emphasis is going to be on a lot of that technology and cost efficiency to how we drive growth. How do I as a customer acquire more customers? How do I drive a greater top line? How do I drive my revenue velocity faster? And we actually saw the language actually change a lot, right? So customers, as they'd approach to say, help me understand 
How do I capture new subscribers? How do I focus on kind of real-time pricing? How do I optimize my inventory? It was all about how our customers better serve their customers and their consumers. So what you really saw is a shift in the solutions focus being on how do you drive growth for a customer? And what are those solutions properties that really touch the consumer and help the consumer have a better experience? Now I think we're getting ready to embark on a journey kind of of this third phase. Well, I'd say we've actually already have where customers, it's not just about growth in their core business. We're seeing customers come to us and say, how do I actually launch new businesses altogether? A very simple example, if you look at our partnership with an organization like Ford, who's a wonderful partner of ours, there's a traditional internal combustion engine business. There's a traditional financing business that's part of Ford. But most people have seen the public announcements of electric kind of direct-to-consumer, how they're thinking about it. It's a great example of really launching something new and differentiated in the market. And that's what we saw our customers coming to. So I think you're going to see a natural evolution of our solutions portfolio kind of follow that trajectory. I think this is a very interesting conversation, and it's one that I've had with a lot of our customers as well. And I always get some pushback that says, well, we're a B2B organization. And Google really is more or less that's B2B also, but I always like to add in that C, you know, B to B to C. And I tell customers all the time, are you hopping over the B to get to the consumer? Because the consumer ultimately has to still enjoy the experiences and the journey that they're on to engage with that customer of yours to have that successful experience. How are we incorporating that type of philosophy into these phases you're talking about? Yeah, and I think it's core to who we are, right? As someone who's been here for a number of years, there was a period of time being in Google Cloud where it was really viewed of, okay, Google Cloud is growing in the enterprise, but at the end of the day, Google is a consumer-driven company. And it was always very clear to me that what you've described as the B to B to C, right? Connecting the dots between those two things was really critical and a real big differentiator of how we could better serve our customers. So if I go back to the example of Ford, you really think about the problems that Ford has. They have what I would call traditional problems around manufacturing, traditional problems around kind of core IT modernization and infra and how you take cost out. And there's a number of third parties that they work with. And there's a number of what I call traditional B2B enterprise problems that sit in the core of the business, which is not atypical. That's, you know, we have them ourselves. But then when you really think about the core of the business, how do you actually really make this incredible experience for drivers of Ford vehicles? What do you want to do from an infotainment perspective? What do you want to do in speech to text? What do organizations want to be able to do around personalization of content that's delivered at the exact right moment for a driver? And that now suddenly becomes a direct to consumer experience, the the consumer who's ultimately buying that vehicle. And we can go industry by industry from retail and e-commerce from media and direct streaming, in healthcare with direct telehealth, you can go through it in every single industry and find that that shift is actually occurring. So I actually think for us, in your nomenclature of B to B to C, we are sitting in the exact right spot to not only drive solutions via Google Cloud, but to actually bring the entirety of the organization together to serve that entire chain. The consumer's expectations are constantly shifting. And we have to be able to provide the technologies and the structure and the solutions to our customers to be able to meet those changing expectations at that consumer level. We're all consumers ourselves. 
Yeah. And so we go through those experiences on our own and we know what we like and what we prefer and how we want to engage in the experiences we want, like you said, driving a car. So if we look forward the rest of 2022, but into 2023, how will solutions from our perspective start to evolve? There's a few things that structurally make sense to walk through. Right? This is a complex space. When you talk about how are you going to approach an industry, how are you going to do that with the right partners, which customers are you going to spend the majority of your time with? And so there's a very simple sort of taxonomy and structure that I think we want to be very clear on, both inside of Google, but also with our partners and our customers that are out there. And maybe I'll just walk through that taxonomy and give you some examples as I go. So first, we want to be very clear on the industry segments that we're going to focus on and what we believe our clear differentiation will be. Second, we really have to net it out to being very prescriptive. What are the pillars in the areas? And I'll give you some examples where we think we can help our customers solve problems today, as well as help them jointly invest for solutions we want to build that solve the problems of the future. And then third, in those pillars, we have to be very clear on what are the specific use cases that we think have high value to solve with customers. And then obviously those current use cases plus future looking solutions have to be backed by a catalog of actual products and production ready solutions that we provide as Google and our partners in the ecosystem ultimately provide. So that simple walk from industries and segments to pillars to use cases down is what we've really been working through. And I think we're in a position, we're very clear on it, we're executing on it. If you'll allow me, maybe I'll just walk through one of the industries to give you a feel for what that looks like. So if we look at media and entertainment, we talked a little bit about it before. When we talk about being able to see the industry from the highest level all the way down to a specific solution, we can really look at media and entertainment and say, what do we see in the industry as a whole today? We absolutely see shifting consumer behavior, moving very much towards streaming. We see a significant investment in content and obviously the, the universe of content creators. And then we also see that you have instant on globalized audiences from day one for companies that are launching solutions in the market today. So in that context, how can we get very specific about how we help as Google Cloud? And there's really four areas, if you take the next step down, that we very much have expertise and solutions to bring to the table. So the first is we can help media companies enable and increase content production. Second, we really can focus on cloud-enabled live broadcast experiences across the range of media and entertainment companies. Third, obviously, given our pedigree, we can provide a direct to consumer streaming transformation for organizations, we can power that. And then ultimately, there's quite a bit around data and intelligence that we can do for organizations, helping them better understand their customers and audiences. And so at a macro level, that's great. We know that those are things that we can do, but how does that then really translate down to the specific problems we think we can help organizations solve, as well as the solutions that back that? If we talk about cloud-enabled live broadcast experiences, between us and a number of partners that are out there, we need to be able to provide customers with what is the live broadcast architecture on Google Cloud? Very specifically, how do we think about ingestion of feeds? How do we think about the sizing of that? What are the integration considerations we have? How much money is that going to save organizations relative to how they do that in their on-premise environment today? 
And so what we are very much working through is going from those pillars, and we've now worked down to 15 or 16 use cases inside of media and entertainment across those pillars where we really can get very prescriptive with our customers around how do you really run live broadcast and live broadcast production on GCP as an example. Then once you get beyond that and you get into sort of the the final level, you really start to talk about the solutions that actually power that. So things like media CDN, without question, are a solution that we bring to the table for the content delivery portion of live broadcast. Audience intelligence solution that we have around analytics so you can better understand audiences and serve audiences very specific content as you are doing those live broadcast experiences. So if we really think about it, we want to be able to work with our customers to understand what are the trends in the industry? What are we seeing happening with their customers today in terms of shifting behavior? Where are the pillars in which we can work directly to solve problems? What are the use cases that we want to work with them on? And then ultimately we have a rich set of solutions that back that. We are well equipped at this point across all the industries I previously referenced to really accelerate that with our customers. And clearly in there, we've talked a couple of times now, even earlier when we were talking about the concept of B2B to C, that consumer focused offerings is one of the core challenges across all those industries. For example, you mentioned direct streaming. Well, if I'm a consumer and I log in to watch something that's being live streamed and I can't connect or the access is slow, I am in theory losing money. You know, even if we start to tie in other aspects of Google as they relate to these solutions also, such as advertising, which is a large part of media and entertainment, I think those experiences are all part of what you're talking about that we have to keep in mind that we provide back out to our customers who are trying to build these offerings. That's absolutely right. And this is part of the shift we started the conversation on. At this point in time, while we talk about it through this B to B to C lens that you reference. Really, that last piece of the B2C is where we're finding the greatest demand actually is and where we can actually help our customers ultimately grow their business, grow the number of subscribers, grow the top line. So when we really start to talk about the solutions in the context, for example, of if we think of live broadcast that I just said, what's the goal of live broadcast? It's to get more people to watch the live broadcast. The more eyeballs you have on the live broadcast, the more our customers can monetize those customers in a a number of creative ways that you've referenced. And so I think that's the real shift. And when you look at our solutions portfolio and the problems we are targeting, it is very much on that B2C side. And that really gives us the on-ramp to now bring in many other parts of our organization to help our customers. I'm going to shift industries on you because I think it's relevant in this case, and that is retail. Yeah. And one of the biggest retail events we're getting closer to is Black Friday and the holiday season. We would not be surviving if we weren't offering solutions that enabled and maintained those connective tissues between consumers and retailers during that time frame. And that's exactly what you're talking about. That's absolutely right. And so I think retail is where we probably have the longest history of this, right, within Google Cloud. And so when we really think about retail, from our perspective, there's really three areas that I often think about where we believe we can deeply work with our customers and provide differentiation. So number one, in that B2C, being able to work 
with them around the data that they own and that they have, but being able to bring that rich customer data in and actually merge it and do analytics against a number of other data sets that they have to enhance their view of their own customers. Second, e-commerce, right? And this just exploded throughout COVID, of course, it was already you know big, but now I think we all as consumers from retail organizations kind of expect to be able to have an idea, order something and be experiencing it within a few hours is effectively the world many of us are living in. And then of course, what sits behind that is what you've referenced is when we think about a solution, a solution can be a product, but it often is the deep, deep engineering practices that go along with a set of products. And so what we've cultivated over many years is a deep set of engineering practices where we are an extended part of the reliability of retail organizations to ensure that they have 24 by seven uptime and availability, have the right performance, are able to take those orders, fulfill those orders during peak seasons, and then obviously wind back down to kind of more of a, of a steady state. In some ways, I mean, that was the ultimate promise of cloud, and we're very much seeing it in the context of these retailers. But yeah, that's a great point that you raise and one where we have a lot of history. Again, it goes back to what is the consumer's expectations and needs, and if you can fulfill those, they're going to be satisfied. And you talked just a moment ago about reliability, but another part of Google recently has also been sustainability. So how are we looking at that in terms of our solutions? Yeah. And so sustainability is really a deep competency that has application to every industry. It's not a isolated standalone thing. And obviously at Google, we've really been at the forefront of this. And there's a lot that we've publicly stated around our commitments to sustainability for our data centers, for our campuses, for the services that we offer. And ultimately, this extends to solutions that we offer as well. So today, where we really sit is we were really the first not only to achieve carbon neutrality, but to also allow just at a core infrastructure level customers to be able to recognize when they're deploying workloads with us, what is the green impact associated with that selecting one region versus the other to run that workload. And that was really just the beginning from a cloud perspective. What we're really seeing now is we have an, an incredible number of properties that we are starting. We're at kind of the beginning to pull these together to solve what we're starting to see is a number of, of unique problems. So for example, when you look at CPG, one of the things that people may not recognize is that the harvesting of the earth to actually ultimately for materials that ultimately end up in these uh, consumer packaged good products can and does have an enormous impact from overall sustainability perspective. So things like cocoa, things like soy, and how they're actually sourced really matters and really has a big impact to some of the largest consumer packaged goods companies on the earth. So if you step back to where we are today, we really look at that problem and say, okay, from where the source actually is, there's a lot of mapping technology that we have today that can give an enormous amount of insight into what is happening from a satellite view perspective into where these things are being sourced from. We also have the ability through our cloud platform to understand as those things are sourced by the time they make it into the end consumer packaged good, what was sort of the overall impact? 
from a sustainability perspective. So what we are actually doing is through Google Earth Engine, through Google Maps, and in combination with Google Cloud Platform, we actually have started to bring together a set of sustainability solutions that are quite differentiated in the sense that really what we provide from a mapping capability we have found is really critical to these types of capabilities. So quite a bit more to come, but incredibly excited about that. Yeah, it's very impressive. I'm going to shift gears maybe just a little bit and go back to some of the things we've talked about around industry and our solutions and offerings. And here's a question that I get asked a lot. It's a really basic question, but it's maybe a little challenging. Why Google Cloud? I mean, again, it sounds basic, but there are a lot of people out there that are asking us right now, like, why should we go to Google Cloud? It's a good question for a number of reasons because it aligns with that journey that I talked about up front. When I received that question a few years ago, the answer that I think most organizations received to expect was in the context of technology and infrastructure or even solutions, what is really the differentiated thing in that product, that widget, that solution? Then it became a question about, are you differentiated to help us grow our business in some way? And now it's kind of evolved into this why Google Cloud ultimately is sort of our long-term partner for growth. That's kind of the question that I get. So it's through that lens that I'll give you a, a couple of quick points. The two we've already talked about from a retail perspective, our understanding of the consumer Our understanding of running e-commerce and the solutions we bring in digital platforms at scale and the engineering practices we bring to bear to support organizations that evolved, as you said, out of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. As we delve into that, I think organizations will realize there's something highly differentiated there. And I think that extends out into CBG as well. We had talked about media and entertainment, right? And media and entertainment as a whole, it's a similar type of discussion in the sense that We operate the world's largest streaming service and the largest digital platforms that are out there today run on Google Cloud. Why? As we delve into that, I think it becomes very clear as to why those run on us and the the scale and again, the ability to touch the consumer and understand the consumer. That's why we get very much into those conversations. When I start talking about other industries, like healthcare and life sciences, which we haven't really touched on here. What we're actually seeing when we talk about the why is really organizations are coming to us to apply ML and AI techniques to support what I refer to as evidence-based selection, drug therapy, what's the right drug recommendation, molecular profiling. So you're inherently talking about a very large data problem that has unique data formats and interoperability requirements. And we have solutions in this space that we think very much differentiate us and kind of answer the why. If you are a research organization or you're a biotech firm and you want to be up and running to actually get to that propensity and that evidence-based selection, we think there's a, a significant differentiation there. When I talk about FSI, easy somewhat to talk about in the macro, but when I really look at it, we are seeing a significant amount of progress around clearance and settlement and those actions within a financial services institution. And it really comes down to our network and the ability to actually deliver data very rapidly across our network. The other area that I see is when you can deliver data in that way, regulatory compliance becomes a natural place where we have solutions where we are helping customers today. 
And then a very true consumer focused industry around games where we spent a lot of time as well. Without question, why us? In-game analytics and insights to directly target that gamer. The offers we can help you put directly in front of that gamer at the right time. I think, again, with that history and understanding of the consumer, we have a significant differentiation around. And you know, and I can continue to go through the others, but I think once you find when we get into manufacturing, logistics, supply chain, a number of these, what we're going to find is it's not just around the data, but it's the algorithms at scale that we are able to run. So hopefully that just gives you a flavor for whenever I get that question of why, it's a why are we the right partner to help you grow that understanding of the consumer and then some of those specific areas I talked about is what I really think the differentiation is. I also think another thing that you once told me was because we've done it before. Of course. Yeah, the obvious, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's an interesting point because I think there's in my day to day, there's two sides to every conversation I have with customers. There is what has been done before that can be done in a very short period of time that we can get up and running on GCP or with any of the solutions that you have. And then there is the green field, which is where can we co-invest in future platforms that we want to build? And I think when you're really looking for differentiation, the first one, it's our obligation to go to customers and say, here are all the problems that we have already solved. And here's the ones that we think are applicable in your environment. And I think that's a very safe and appropriate way to approach that with customers. Then in the context of future platforms that we want to build together, those are always very bespoke, appropriately bespoke conversations with each customer because each customer has a different view of where their differentiation is going to be. And so on one side, it's about us bringing a rich set of content and solutions to the table and helping our customers understand the application of those. And the other, it's being very empathetic and deeply trying to understand our customer's business and provide a point of view and sometimes a provocative point of view of how can they actually be disruptive to drive their own growth. Yeah, I love that. A provocative view of disruption. And we should write a deck on that somewhere. So it's a natural question then, what's the next five years for us look like? I really think what we're going to find as I've come into this, and I've, like I said, I've been at Google for a long time. And I, 10 years ago, when I first started doing this, the thing that I saw and the promise that always was there, in my opinion, for Google and our ability to help organizations is that Google's rich understanding of consumers married with enterprise-grade technology and solutions that we bring, that those two worlds would eventually come together. I think that's exactly what we're experiencing right now, kind of in all your B2B to C commentary, which has been great. That's what we're experiencing. And that's what I think is incredibly exciting. And I think the next few years start to do that. But I think the next big thing that is, this is not a grand insight, but it's out there, is every organization that's out there to an extent is going to be a multi-industry organization by definition, right? The the lines are blurring so significantly. I think we had talked quite a bit kind of about Ford as a company up front. Well, are they an auto manufacturer? Are they an energy company? Are they the best in the world at supply chain? Are they a logistics provider? Like they're all of these things, quite frankly. And I think what we're going to see in different parts of the world is we're going to see that evolve in different ways. You have some of the conglomerates in certain parts of the world that have every industry as part of the portfolio companies that we have. We have the traditional companies that started in one industry 
And when they find that, the words we use that right before that provocative disruption, they're going to realize it carries them very quickly into these other traditional industries. So I think for me, the way I think about it is that's what we have to be planning for right now. I think the historical world has said, what are individual solutions that we have for individual industries? I think ultimately what we're going to find over the next five years, as you said, is as it's been true for the last 10 years, this is going to be come down to actually being able to break down the silos between the data that has historically lived in each of these industrial systems, get to a singular data platform that an organization can use across all of the solutions that they want to deploy to the market. And so what has me excited is I think our pedigree has been about big data analytics, breaking down those silos, applying ML and AI techniques across a large corpus of data. And I think that's where we're going to go. Then you basically, every organization has their marketplace of data for which they choose what to do. Some they build applications on top of, some they monetize in their own way. That's the journey I want to be on with a number of our customers. I absolutely love this because I completely agree. And you just said journey, so I'm going to cover on that. If we think about a customer journey, I had a conversation with an executive at one of the film studios and they said, our customer journey is to find content, sit down and watch the content. And I said, no, your journey starts before they even set foot in the theater. They are going to look for reservations at a restaurant. They're going to potentially order an Uber to go to the location. They might need a babysitter. They might start planning out their snacks and go to the grocery store and pick up snacks and sneak them into the theater. They're looking at the seats. Then they're getting to the theater to actually watch your content. And then they're going to have an experience after that. They're going to talk to their friends about the movie they just saw. They're going to share it on social media, what their experience was in total. That's the journey before they even get to you, and then after they leave you. That entire process across multiple industries, fulfilling the entire journey of that customer, has to become more blurred. You have to be able to share the data so that you not only understand what are they watching to complete the entire picture of that consumer. And what you're talking about is basically insights to that is how do we connect that together so that we can create these really interesting shared journeys with the data to make more informed decisions and make those experiences more impactful? Absolutely. And I think this conversation, when I would have it with customers five years ago, it was sort of viewed as, okay, it's out there, it's something. But this is really what I think people have to figure out. And the way I've always described this is, and this has been a difference between technology companies and kind of industry, if you will, traditional industry companies for some time. I think the way technology companies have thought about the services that they provide for a number of years is what are all the surfaces of a person's life and how do I deliver my service into the every one of those surfaces of their life, which is what you've largely just described. If I've historically been a bank, I think about the surface I provide to my customer and I think about and, I, and I've historically thought about enriching that to the greatest extent possible. And these are just two philosophically different ways to kind of evolve and think about the approach. But everyone recognizes the world you're talking about. Most people today get up, they engage with their phone, whether it be around news or productivity or whatever it is. They get into their vehicle, their phone's connected to their vehicle. They might use sort of a map. All that context is kind of your calendar. All that sort of contributes in. You're making phone calls. You kind of get to a, a particular location. Everything is being delivered to you just as you need it. 
in all of the surfaces of how you're living your life. And the service in where I find organizations are driving dramatic growth is when their services are actually fitting into the lives of the consumers, as opposed to forcing the consumers into channels that are a bit naturally awkward for them in the end. And I think we can all sort of relate to this in, in the simplest way. At any moment of day, if it occurs to me, I go for a run, I come back, I have a hole in my shoes and I think I need a new pair of shoes. The magic is in that surface of my life at that moment, who is providing the greatest opportunity for me to fulfill that need that I actually have? And it could be anything at that moment in time. And that's where I say all these industries start to blend because in order to fulfill that request for that purpose, you need the traditional e-commerce retail storefront, you need the supply chain, you need the logistics capability, you need the ability to search across a broad inventory, you need kind of real-time pricing associated with that, you need to have the ability for that person to transact from a payments perspective, you need to know in a future world, what's the sustainability impact for that pair of shoes and how they were produced and how do I present that to the consumer? It all comes together, but meeting people in the surfaces of their lives I think is the magic that ultimately happens. And that's what we really want to help our customers with. And I don't think there's any better way to summarize. Thank you, Mesh. That was fascinating, insightful, and a wonderful conversation. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for hosting this. And thanks to all of you who are listening. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for the show, connect with us throughout social media and join us next week as we explore another innovation topic on that digital show. Thanks for listening.